What is Gucci? My Nucci's. Welcome to the Half Court Podcast. I am Darwin. Got AV behind the camera. And today we got the return of my guy, my ex-ex co-host. It just didn't work, you know. Oscar, welcome to the podcast, man. Hey, G, it's good to be back. Man, uh, what episode did we do with Oscar? Was it? Seven. Seven, six, eight, somewhere around that uh, magnitude. uh, I want to say nine. It was Super Bowl. Uh, mm-hmm. after Super Bowl weekend, you know, right. um, it was uh, pretty crazy, huh? It's a pretty big deal because at that moment in time, we were talking about so many Latin American cultures as well, so many positivity things that were happening in Oklahoma City Public Schools around education. Yes. And yes. this was before COVID-19 hit the wall. So, so many great and amazing things were going on in the time period. And we could not have thought something like this pandemic was ever going to take charge. Yeah, man, I remember, uh, you know, and then this one of the main reasons that I got you back at this specific time is because we need to talk about the school system and how it's working as of right now, how everybody's adapting to it. You know, Um, one thing is that, you know, you are a teacher as well. You work with the athletic director. Are you still doing that? So I moved from FD Moon Middle School where I was at last year. I was the athletic director of that school. This year, I'm actually uh, the head wrestling coach and one of the other coaches at the historic and beautiful Capitol Hill High School here in South Oklahoma City. Okay. Uh, how's that going for you, man? I'm going to be honest. It's a lot different being Oscar, in the Oscar. virtual setting. You, you, you don't have to be all professional. Relax, I got brother. You, I got you. Relax, man. Relax. <laughs> I'm a professional he's, guy. He's, you guys have to understand. Yeah, he, he is a professional, but hey, uh, this is just a conversation, me and you, and obviously mm-hmm. A.V., um, but we don't want people to feel tense when they listen to this. They're like, ah, oh, shit, man, it's about to get worse. Um, but let's go back to, um, the whole system, right? Um, you also, as you mentioned, are, you're teaching, right? Right. How is that going? So it, there's positives and there's negatives. The positives are I'm able to talk to kids all the time. The positives are Kids are actually on their own pace more than anything. The positives are that kids are able to have their own form of FERPA and form of independence in that positivity. The negatives are that we have so many kids that I always say we have kids that learn primarily three different ways. They learn hearing it, auditory listeners. We have visual uh, learners that they just see things and they can understand it. Mm -hmm. But primarily what I still think to this very day, we have so many students that are kinesthetic learners. That means they have to be in a classroom and have to be able to move around, actually be able to socialize with so many kids. And that's what they're missing. I have a little girl right now in my third hour. Every single day she has a cooking show. Do you know why she has a cooking show? Why? Because at home, nobody talks to her. At home, her dad's working so many hours a day that he comes home really late. So the only time that she's able to talk to other people is during my class at Capitol Hill High School. So I give her five good minutes. And those five good minutes that I'm able to talk about social and emotional learning, they're able to learn so much more because Mm -hmm. I think right now at the current state that we're in, we need to have our kids actually learning emotionally what they have to say and actually care about them in different aspects rather than just saying, hey, they just got to learn mathematics. They just got to learn history. Mm-hmm. So wait, at Capitol Hill, are kids back in the school? So kids officially go back in school unless obviously something crazy happens due to the pandemic. On November 9th, November 10th, our first half wave of school kids are going to come in. That's a Tuesday. On November 11th, the second uh, wave of kids are going to come in. So kids are going to be at school on Tuesdays, Thursdays, 
And then the second wave is Wednesdays, Fridays, unless uh, we obviously have some exceptional kiddos that probably do need to be there every single day. I'm talking about, obviously, of uh, kids with uh, severe disabilities, as well as kids that are special education, so many yeah. others. Yeah, because uh, one of the parents, uh, you have several parents hit us up and say, hey, man, you should have a teacher and kind of like explain the process of, you know, doing the homeschooling and, and the challenges you actually face as a teacher, because it's like, for a parent itself, looking at, you know, their perspective is like, damn, like they. How if, do you teach these little motherfuckers? <laughs> how do you teach them? And not only that, it's like, how are they doing it? Like, because most of them have jobs. They got to pay bills, you know? So, mm -hmm. like, normally they had a system and, like, a schedule that they work around where they can figure out how, okay, I got to pick up my kids and from school and, and this and that. But now that they have to have them at the house. Most How the of, hell? Most of my homies are slow, too. I can't believe they're teaching their kids. I'm like, bro, you're teaching your kid? God. So, I mean, we're, we're in a new setting where parents are now teachers, too. You got to understand that aspect. Like you just said, your homie might be a little slow. Shoot. Yeah. I've seen some of these parents come to my school, and I'm like, like bro, you I can see why your kid is like that. Like, like you don't know that. You, you I still love your kid. When you text me, you don't know the there, the how to do the there, the uh, are, like, <laughs> two, two, like two, or your, you know. Yeah. Oh, God. It's, uh, no, I mean, it, English can be complicated, but I think those are the basics. You know, you should get that shit right. But so, as your point of view, being the teacher, how the hell do you keep your students engaged? Because it's hard, like, looking at a screen and saying, hey, like, my teacher's here. I feel like it's so easy to get distracted to the point where it's like, especially nowadays where it's all about your devices, tablets, phones, that they get a notification and boom, they go for that instead of paying attention to what you're trying to teach them. So how, how are you keeping them engaged? Honestly, there's so many different tools that you can use without having to resource and just saying, hey, we're going to be learned 45 minutes straight. If I tell you you're going to be learned 45 minutes straight, you're going to doze off. You, there are rest breaks in my class set up for everybody to be able to learn. You know one game that we play all the time? What? Among Us. Everybody sus. I don't know you if you guys be playing it, but uh, I do. Yeah, I've, I've seen it. You've somewhere. seen it, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. But guess how many of my kids play it? A high percentage. So that means I have a 45-minute class, right? Yeah. And those 45 minutes, I, I teach for about 20 minutes. Then when they get a little bit of a break, then we still end the day. And, I'm, and you guys have to understand this. In my setting, I'm a person that believes in grace. I'm a big person that believes in God. I'm a big person that believes in man upstairs. So because of it, after every single class, I always tell my kids uh, four big things. I tell them, I appreciate you being here. I care for every single one of you. I love you all, and I hope you have a blessed day or a great day. Because I can guarantee you, kids at home sometimes don't hear those three things. They don't hear that they're appreciated. Sometimes parents are working so many uh, jobs, they can't tell them time that they love them. I mean, how many times has your parents probably said, I love you, but they don't tell you that every day because you already know that. But they at least have one person in their lives every single day that tells them that. So in ways that you guys don't think about, you have to be a teacher in ways to f help out their social be well-being to make sure that they're talking to their little friends and also their well-being as a whole individual. If we're not teaching them that first, and you're not building a relationship with a kid first, there's no learning going to happen. I mean, I remember when I stood here and I said, man, I'm a college professor. I was a college professor full-time three years ago. And I thought, I'm just going to go in here and just teach the kids whatever I know. That doesn't work. Because if I never built that relationship day one, they're not going to trust me day 22. So what you're saying is that before these Parents go and teach their kids. They may have to build relationships with them. 
A little bit. Yeah. You look, you look uh, comfortable back there, brother. Are you comfortable? Yeah, so God yeah, damn. You, chilling. You, shit. Chilling, God damn. Good back there. Just, He's big chilling. I just, I just worked. Uh, All you need is the uh, shades, bro. Eight hour shift. You know what I'm saying? I'm on my lazy boy status shit. right now. Man, looking good in that shirt that he bought from the Half Court Podcast. Yeah. Halfcourtstore.com, hey, ladies hey, and gentlemen. I'm barely spoken out and my fingers are uh, laced in together. <laughs> All you need is the daddy uh, glasses and just a fucking. Uh, just be napping, What are they bro. called? The, the thing the, the beers? The, the Corona con lime. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. That's what the, he needs. The, the, yeah. Damn, I'm, I'm, I'm sober right now, brother. I'm sober right now. I can't. I can't <laughs> Proud of you. Yeah, bro. I got to be doing for real, these, little, for real. Um, these little things right here. So, no, you, but my bad, bro. With that, <clears throat> if the parents are getting frustrated and they're trying mm-hmm. to teach the kid and it's not going across to their head. What would you suggest there? Like that kid, switching methods yeah. or or just like go chill out, bro. You know, we'll catch just up on this later. Yeah, because that, that, that could be frustrating as a parent because you can you can uh, kind of see that You're happening. Irritated, like, fuck, like, why don't hey, you get it? Two, two plus two is four. Like, why don't you get it? Or like, you know right. what I'm saying? Like no, stuff I, like that. I mean, I get what you're saying. I do. But we also got to understand some big aspect is I'm teaching at Capitol Hill High School. Capitol Hill High School has a high predominance with more than 65% of our student ratio being Hispanic Americans and more than half of our ratio being ELL. That means English uh, language learners. So that means every time I give out a content, you guys got to understand a lot of people don't really understand English as a primary language. And we have so many parents that come in. And they can't help out their kid, even though they want to help them out so much, because they don't understand English primarily as a language. I didn't even think about that. So you got to think about that aspect. Because that's how I was. Whenever I had questions, my parents would just be like, well, shit. (laughs) Go to school. (laughs) Go to school. They know. And I mean. That's why you're in school, motherfucker. So you can can teach us. Yeah. us. Get us out of here. For real. Yeah, I didn't um, even think about it, especially in that you know area right. of the South. You know, it's uh, yeah. My, 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 what I thought when all this shit happened, like the whole tablet thing at the house, is these little fuckers aren't going to do anything. Oh, they're not going to learn. They weren't doing anything Retain already any in school. You really think they're going to be fucking doing this shit at, at home? So a lot of people thought what you were thinking. And I'm going to be honest, there were so many people thinking, hey, we got so many kids and so many parents that are in difficult financial straits that that possibly means that some of these uh, parents might be taking the tablets, pawning them off. There were stories <laughs> of some school it. districts, you know, that you, they gave uh, kids like an iPad. Little kids that are in elementary school get an iPad. You think about that. They get a brand new iPad or a refurbished iPad. If you're a parent that really is struggling to make ends meet, Probably going to take that iPad and just tell the kid, I don't know where it went. You know, we're going to try and find you one, I guess. I don't really know. Fuck, man. This whole thing is just so right. overwhelming. And it's in every aspect of being a parent, trying to teach your kids, trying to survive and make sure I don't get, lose my job. And, you know, like yeah. all that shit can kind of like, I feel like if we look at numbers and stats as far as like homelessness and all that crazy shit, I think it's skyrocketing at this point like because a lot of people have been uh you know losing their jobs and shit and these uh rentals and like property owners can't fucking give people a break because they gotta pay somebody they gotta pay the bank anyways but right going back to the school stuff um we can what would be your your tips for, for the parents that are out there frustrated right now tips for parents this is what i'm gonna offer every single parent make sure that you're offering your kids grace Make sure you're telling, giving them the benefit of the doubt in this situation. Our kids will go back to school 
I can't guarantee what's going to happen in November, December, January, but they will eventually go back to school. What, what scares me, and this is what I tell people, why I don't think going back to school might be the best beneficial thing all the time is when I was working at my last school, I had so many little kids that worked that lived with their grandparents. So those kids might be okay. They might be safe. The kids that are 12 years old, but what happens when that 12 year old that's asymptomatic or just has a virus and doesn't even realize it goes back home and now the grandma or grandpa has it that's 60 some years old. What's going to happen to grandma or grandpa? And like you just said, some parents, they don't have the financial resources to pay for bills. That means they don't have the financial resources to pay for Medicare or any other type of Obamacare or other forms of health care, possibly to make sure that they're able to be okay. So regardless of your situation, when I keep saying, what do we need to do for our kids? I always tell people, you need to make sure that if you're a parent, you got to try and offer them grace. You got to try and build a better uh, relationship and try and figure out three things that your kid learned that day. I could, I could care less if it was, I could tie my shoes today. That's what I learned in school. I built, I made a friend today. We have so many uh, kids because you're, you keep telling me about parents get frustrated. You're putting yourself at a position where you're a parent and you're probably over the age of 20 something with a, with a brain that's already somewhat developed. What about if your kid is 10 years old and is already in school, their brain isn't developed. They don't know what's going on. They don't have a clue what a pandemic is. And then you start thinking about the little kids. You think about those pre-kindergartners and kindergartners that they go back to school and now you try and they see their teachers. And what's the first thing that I always see? Kids always want to hug uh, uh, parents, uh, teachers, all the time. And now you tell them, hey, we can't, I can't touch you. I can't get close to you. Or playing with other kids or, like, having to wear a mask yeah. during class and shit. Like, that and just takes. Be, right. And so now they feel isolated. They feel so many other things. And then what happens with kids that, uh, when I was coaching last year, how many kids had asthma? What's going to happen with those kids? And we got so many other straights that it's just um, a cluster, a form of, anxiety, a form of depression, a form of so many aspects that people don't really take for granted every single day because, I mean, I'm not trying to be rude or disrespectful. I don't have any kids. So the kids that I see every single day at Capitol Hill High School, they're my kids. I protect them and I love them every single day. But that also means that I don't have to take them home so I don't have to deal with the secondary situation of, hey, I got to make sure that my kids are getting a great education and the other aspect of it. So I can see why parents are frustrated but it's also something that I'm not familiar with because I myself am not a parent. Yeah. Um, with uh, that whole situation, I think w- when it comes to going back to school, the best way, and I don't know if they still haven't developed something, but I think the best way to kind of prevent the COVID from spreading in the schools is coming up with the solution of testing them and getting results quick, like within 10 minutes, 15 minutes. That would be the best solution. Who's going to pay for that, Darwin? Well, they got to come up with something. I mean, I don't know who the hell is going to pay for that, but I know I I know uh, I know Joe Rogan, for example, yeah, has uh, a way for him to test every single guest and get a response within fifteen minutes. You're but, talking about but Joe one Rogan guest. gets gets uh, well, he has a guest every he's day. Got a two hundred million dollar <laughs> right, right. Okay, he got a bag. No, no, he got no, a bag, okay. but well, it's like well, you said one. So, guest so we every can't day. do that, but we can give a trillion dollars worth of stimulus checks. That doesn't make sense. I don't think it's going to happen. So you. Okay, we can we bro, can bro. They wouldn't even pay the teachers already. Like in Oklahoma, that was a big. But thing. we like, can give out trillions. I mean, we can. I mean, I don't. No, we I can don't, just come up out I'm of saying, nowhere. What, what I'm saying, America's in debt, but we can come what, out of nowhere saying, and say, "Hey, uh, we're gonna give everybody money. We're just gonna print it." What I'm saying is that is not. What, what are we talking about? 
That shit ain't gonna happen. It's, exactly. Because they don't want it to happen. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. Like, that's what it is. I Simple. There you go. That's probably what it is. I'm not gonna argue with your opinion. I think you're wrong, but why? <laughs> why? Because the budget's already fucking bad as it is, bro. They're not gonna pay for testing for every single kid. Are you crazy? No, I'm not. <laughs> How much do you think testing costs? Let's let's put a number. Well, anything that has to do with going let's to say the, a dollar. No, right? No, no let's More just say a dollar. That. Right? Let's just pretend. Okay. These little One niggas dollar. barely get chicken nuggets for lunch. <laughs> How many kids are in America every single day going to school? Millions. Maybe. M- millions. Let's say 5 million, right? Yeah. Every day for 180 days because there's, there's 181 days. 180 times 5 million every single day. That's money. <laughs> That's money. Yeah. He's getting it. Look at him. Yeah, I, you better I, convince LeBron to fucking drop a bag for your test, Darwin. Nah, nah. I'm just. I think uh, you can come up with a solution, and it's like anything. If you really want the economy to flow, come up with a solution to test people quick. That way, like concerts and stuff like that, the economy needs to flow. If not, it's gonna go to shit. It's looking like shit right now. So, I'm just throwing some something out there. You know, if we are able to p- print trillions and trillions, which Trump wants to send a second wave of stimulus checks before after he gets elected. That's a good strategy, motherfucker. But um, why can't you know he did develop a strategy to combat this shit? So you got to understand so many different aspects on coronavirus. So coronavirus came out primarily in the United States in March. We're already in October, right? So that means we've only been dealing with this uh, pandemic for seven months. That means there's not enough research, not enough testing, not enough possibilities to actually understand how this one little virus is able to affect so many lives. You're, what you're saying is just monetary. I care about the people. So this is where our views kind of shift. When people always tell me, hey, 150 people died in Oklahoma today. That number's low. Exactly. So you're telling me not one of those 150 lives matter. Everybody dies every day. What? And if people you die every day, people die every day. But do they have to die like this? Do people, we have to put kids so, back in school so and put people die from risk? smoking cigarettes? People die from cancer. People, everybody dies. Like it's just, it is what it is. You know, this it's a, that that's how life works. So you're bro. putting human lives in a political standpoint. Is your mindset? What do you mean? You're saying the economy is more valuable. But the flu is exactly the same thing. Like, the flu is as deadly. It can spread. It kills a lot of people a year. Did, did they shut down the school? Did they shut down the economy? Oh, you mean because we have a shot? It's called a flu shot, right? But look at the numbers. Google it. How many people died last year from the flu? You're also not taking into consideration so many people that might actually still be infected that still go to work every single day with coronavirus. For real. How many people are actually working two jobs right now because they're infected and they can't uh, take a day off work? I haven't got tested. He hasn't gotten t- Are you kidding me, Aaron? I haven't gotten tested. <laughs> and like, that's what I'm saying is so many people yeah, bro, might actually have it and be spreading it without realizing it. And it's not your human life that I'm worried about. It's the other people that are vulnerable to many other situations. And you, we're also talking about monetary aspects that we're you, saying. What if, do you think of the masks? The mask rule? Are the masks helping? 
Well, you have to look at it mathematically and scientifically. You can say, hey, the actual mass, you see the little blue one, the replaceable one? Yeah. That one can kind of help 30%. Yeah. 30% more, um, less infe- 30% less likely to get infected than actually not wearing anything. Okay. That's, that's if you're just a person wearing one. And then plus the other 40%, if you cough, now we're looking at mathematically, that's 30 plus 40 is 70. But when you do the laws of averages, that's 63% chance that you don't get it now. Yeah. Wait, if you wear the... the, the if you wear a mask and somebody and else the, wears a mask, there's a 63% chance that you won't get it. Huh. 63. So there's still a 40, 40% chance. 37. Have you seen people wearing them lately? Certain uh, areas, you know, um, if it's like a very small area. Are you guys still being strict on it over there? Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It is what it is I mean, at this darling, point. We just have different beliefs on this. I'm not saying you're wrong, and I'm not saying I'm no, wrong. No, I'm, I'm, right. not, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing or agreeing with you. I'm just mm-hmm. I'm in the middle right now. Like, I'm in the middle. Okay. So the, rest, the wrestling people, are they back, or how are you doing that? <laughs> so that's, it's one of the toughest things you got to think about is even though I don't agree with actually being in this situation, I'm still the head wrestling coach of one of the most historic schools in the entire state, if not the nation. Are they still doing wrestling? So I'm still doing wrestling because they allow me to do wrestling, and I'm trying to make the best perfect team to be a competitive, to be a state championship winner this year. And this is a historic. But uh, then uh, it's <laughs> like. <laughs> fuck it. You get what I'm saying? Like, you still got to do the wrestling thing. So got to do the wrestling thing, but you are, <laughs> there are proper procedures in which we can take every time that stop we're outside. It. Stop it. Every time we're in a building, we're wearing a mask. See, yeah, see, now it's okay to, yeah, whatever. It's okay. Yeah. Because I'm wearing a mask and trying to be safe and cautious. We actually take temperature checks every single day. Temperature checks hey, are full of shit. The NFL is fucking I can be symptomatic up, huh? A. Asymptomatic. Or whatever the hell you say it. And temperature, fine. Go ahead. Do what you got to do. I mean, to be honest, I don't think there's a way of tracking it. It's going to be one of those things where, like, like, like we've been saying since the beginning, like survival of the fittest, the motherfuckers that are sick. As A.V. would say, if you're not ready to die. <laughs> you fucking better get ready. Um, I, I mean, no, I, think, it, I think that's what it comes down to because, like you said, right now, I haven't been tested. You right, haven't been tested. Right. I, I think what it is, bro, it's at the end of the day, it's like it is a deadly virus, but – more people have recovered from it just as like the 99.2. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And so then you, I you think, got the numbers. I think uh, people are going to rather send their kids to school and risk it. than oh, yeah, to be definitely. fucking with that tablet. And oh, I, I, I fully agree because you got to think about this. See, um, you gave a great example earlier. You said teachers were fighting for like a pay raise. And yeah. A lot of people kept saying, yeah, you know what? They deserve a pay raise. But you remember, like, when we did the, the magical walkout uh, a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. And that walkout, uh, for, what was it, for five straight days, uh, teachers were not going to school. And that means parents were stuck with their own kids. Yeah. What a terrible thing. So because they're stuck with their own kids, eventually parents started turning on the teachers. And they said, you know what? I think you teachers are asking for a lot. So now if you try and do another stage walkout and say that teachers, that we have so many educators are in their 60s and, and are actually very scared of this pandemic. I mean, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm, not, I'm really not because I know my age group and I know how healthy my life is. 
I just found out I had a gluten allergy, so you know, I'm going to be on the come app and lose a little bit of weight because I'm not going to eat no more gluten. But regardless of it. Yeah, okay. Thanks, tried. Um, <laughs> but regardless of the whole thing, we just do have so many teachers that are actually trying their best to make sure that about the situation. But now we're in the time where parents are not going to be on the side of teachers at all. If we try and stage a walkout and say we're not going back to school because of the pandemic, hardly any parents are going to be on our side. So when did up ha- what ended up happening with that? With uh, the teacher walkout? Yeah, like when did they finally decide, like, so, oh, fuck it, we'll go back to work? So the teacher walkout itself that happened four years ago in Oklahoma and Oklahoma City primarily, we had so many teachers uh, fighting for the rights of saying that they haven't received a raise in a high, high amount of fashion or they haven't even received a raise yearly. Being an educator basically means that you have to have the minimum of a bachelor's degree, if not something higher. It's also a situation where so many teachers have signed a contract for at least one year, and on that contract it also says every year you ought to get a raise. In Oklahoma City, we have a big union, and that union tries to save us and try and pay us more than most other school districts because the smaller school districts don't have a lot of people supporting them, teacher-wise I'm talking about. They might support athletics, but not the teachers themselves. So because of that situation... We have so many uh, teachers that also aren't getting paid enough, and then they start going to many other states. You might have heard situations of so many teachers going to this great state of Texas just because they're getting paid more money, and they have a lot of more resources available for teachers. And you also hear of teachers coming into Oklahoma that don't have any certifications. So that basically means that those teachers never went to school to be a teacher of any kind. They've never gone to any formal background training or have done much of anything in education. They just needed a job. So... What are we trying to do in education? We're trying to actually God better help. Damn it. We get all the $50, $50 substitutes over here and shit. <laughs> we get all the $50 subs. $54.82. $54.82, baby. So, yes. if Oscar Loza was the president and they say back in November, hey, brother, there's this Chinese virus going out here, man. It's in China right now. It's getting a little crazy. It's coming. How, how do it's you? Coming strong. It might be coming here pretty soon. What do we do? Well, you can do so many aspects that you can say that the president of the United States actually did pretty no, well. No, what would Oscar do? The what president would Oscar. Oscar do? Yes. So Oscar would try and figure out exactly what the extremities of this virus is. You just said that it's primarily in the, in the country of China. So every year, and I, let me just go off course here real quick, and then I'm going to go back to your question. Every year, people die of the Black Plague. The same Black Plague that had a big virus in Europe that killed so many uh, Europeans. So I would try and figure out where those locations are and what exactly this virus does. So at the very early stages, we had no idea what it did. And you're talking to me about November. We didn't find out anything primarily about the virus until it got here around St. Patrick's Day. That's what you think. What I would do, once again, is you just said November. That's when President Trump and Vice President um, Pence primarily knew about it early December, late November. What I would try to do is try and send informants, try and figure out exactly what is going on, if this can actually be a big deal towards the American people, and try and stop it in any way, shape, or form. And that possibly means trying to uh, stop air traffic coming from from Asian countries into the United States and trying to slow down any possible form of contamination that comes into the great country so 200,000 American lives don't die. That's what Oscar would try to do. But I'm not in the great uh, White House. Where's the number at right now as far as death? 200,000. That's it's a little bit higher than that. Yeah. In the United States, in not the United in the United States, yeah, yeah. 
Okay. It's getting up there. It's getting up there. Um, Let's see. But don't worry. 99% recovered, though. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what are you looking up, Jamie? So we can for, we can uh, forget seven point eight uh, eighty three million and then two hundred thousand and fifteen deaths. So he's saying seven point eight million have died worldwide. No, no, have been infected. Have been infected. Okay, I apologize. And then two hundred and fifteen thousand. And two hundred and fifteen thousand have died in the great United States of America. California is the biggest uh, death, sixteen thousand. Texas got seventeen. Florida got fifteen. Oh, wait, no, no, New York got the most with 32. Mm. Yeah, New York got pretty bad. Yeah. So political uh, leaders. New Jersey uh, is inf- infected like a motherfucker, well, too. Yeah, New Jersey's right below uh, the great city of New York, too. So New Jersey, New York, and then who else? Florida, Texas, and California. The states with the highest Those, amount of population. Yeah, Man, exactly. I heard, I, I hear like a lot of natives from New York and they're fucking devastated because it's dead. Like, it's people you, go you, out there. To this day, it's still like. Bars a, are still like closed. You go into the subway, it's, it's desert. Area. It's a desert. Yeah. yeah. Um, only, yeah, only essential employees can go on the subway and things. Do you think uh, New York bounces back? Do y'all think? To yes. be honest, I think right now we're at a point where we don't know who's going to bounce back and who's, I don't know. There's really no telling, bro. You said yes? Of course. To New York. Yeah, every single American state has been a part of the union. We've, had, we've dealt with so many things, such as 1918. We had over 180,000 American lives uh, that died from the swine flu um, or the Spanish flu in the, great country, in the United States. You know what I always love about that statistic in, in the history books? What? Nobody ever talks about, hey, we should probably put those kids back in school. They always say, hey, 180,000 Americans died. Hmm. Hmm. It's tough. Um, being a government from those states that are very overpopulated, it's, it's tough. Like, it, it's, a t- it, it's a difficult situation. I yeah. mean, re- realistically, think about it. how many there are more than 10 million people that live in New York City. Then you have Los Angeles that has more than 8 million people. I was just in Chicago. And just Los Angeles. Like, this is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, just Los Angeles. And then I was just in Chicago. That had more than 7 million people or 6 million people inside of it. So, it, like, with that, like, because if you look up, it's crazy. And it's like the population is clearly overpopulated in, in Los Angeles specifically. And then if you look at a Google Maps picture from downtown, it's clear. If you look at one today, it has a shit ton of tents. Like, the homeless population there is out of hand. Like right. And it looks like they haven't found a solution, which it's is... It's only getting worse, too, It's getting man. worse. It's getting worse. These like, homeless people, they'll be... Like it'll be two, two for every door and shit. Like on each. It's side. true. Like, yeah. Yeah, bro. What? Like, but that's the crazy part. Is like, how do you come up with a solution for that? Because like, I was reading an article that uh, they gave a certain amount of homeless, like eight thousand dollars, to see what, like, kind of study them, see what they would do with that. And about like seventy eight percent of those uh, homeless really did. Like, they either got food, others were able to bounce back, and. Shit like that. So, like, mm-hmm. it's. I think. Well, with, sorry, go ahead. Go, no, go ahead, Av. I want to hear your statistics. Uh, well, I don't have much statistics, but it's just a thought. I feel that the United States it doesn't give a fuck at the end of the day. Like, 
like we we're, we're good people so we're like what's the solution or what's the at the end of the day i feel like the united Nothing's states is like such a capitalist place to where like if you can't get your shit together if you can't contribute if you can't do what you gotta do and you end up homeless then fuck you that's how they look at it no, that's not how i look at it no, but no. i feel like that's how they look at it because like, nigga, you go ahead and fucking die. You're not contributing shit anyway. Yeah. You know, like so, so, it's yeah, fucked so, up, but that's what it is. Like right, because you always hear this saying: get by, uh, put on your bootstraps and start working. Right. Well, what happens if you don't even have any bootstraps to go and start working? Realistically, yeah. How many Americans do we have? There are more than fifty-eight percent of Americans that don't even have five hundred dollars in case of an emergency. Before this podcast started, Dar and I were saying uh, talking that I was in a car accident just last year. And I had to pay a $1,000 deductible because I was in the car accident. And it was a hit and run. What happens if I didn't have the career choice that I have today? How many people are in my shoes that probably wouldn't be able to hold, uh, afford that? And then they'd be out of a car and they'd still have be having to pay the insurance. Yeah. Do you think going back to like these big states, do you think there's going to get to the point where they're going to say, let's lower the cost of living? Because in those places, it's ridiculous too. Like, uh, you're talking about an apartment in L.A., a one-bedroom apartment. You're starting off at 15 to two, two grand for just mm, a one right. small-ass bedroom apartment. I get what you're saying. You get what I'm saying? So, at this point, like, let's not even talk about houses, properties, and stuff like that. And then their state taxes are ridiculous. Just talking, like, specifically California, right? So, at a, at a point, you think it's going to be like, all right, let's make cost of living. Because a lot of people also are living are leaving those big states. Yes. They're moving out. Like, like fuck it. I can't do this shit because if not, I'm going to be homeless. If I keep this pace of, like, high taxes, cost of living, rent. So so you're thinking of a new model. There's different models of um, progressive growth. You're talking about pre- previously we had so much urbanization. Now we're actually going from, and then we had so many people living in, uh, suburbs. So in Oklahoma City, you had so many people living in Moore and in Edmond. Yeah. Right. But now people are actually going back to the big cities in a new process going back, uh, going back in. But the, what you're talking about is uh, we actually need more muckrakers coming back from society, basically telling people about the terrible things that are happening in happening in New York City. Why the prices are so dang high. Why? Why in the world are you charging Americans so much money on taxes? Why in the world are you charging so much Americans on their property, their car, and every other aspect of human lives when they're just trying to live a life? You know, um, there was an episode that I watched. I don't even think I don't even know if you watch it. It's called Rick and Morty. On one of the episodes of Rick and Morty, I just see right there, Rick on the on the yeah yeah, yeah yeah. I'm gonna see if uh, I remember. They, they were saying uh, Rick basically made his own planet to jumpstart his car, and in that episode, he saw the alienation. And he explained to Morty what exactly was going on. And in that episode, he also said, hey, these people are working for us. And because they're working for us for so long and so many hours, they're able to jumpstart the car. And then they can build their own society in utopia. I've seen that one. So you've seen that one. What do they, they, what go, do they call it? They go into the battery? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember that one. So, but Rick said, well, Morty actually said, this is almost kind of like in a way a form of slavery with extra parts. Because it kind of is. How in the world is it that so many Americans have a job? in this great country, have a high school diploma in this great country. And in a way they can never leave the financial straits that they're in every single day. Now they're in treadmill money. Treadmill money essentially means that they are actually moving. They're working 40 hours, hours a week, having the apartment and having a family, but they're not able to save any money 
every single week. You're moving on a treadmill. You're literally walking, getting your steps in, but you're not going anywhere. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. In American vision, you always hear people of going up the line, mm-hmm. but the percentage of Americans that are actually doing that is such a low number. So when you tell me that America itself is a capitalist nation, it is, but they made the rules and they made the regulations to better help other people rather than all people. And we can read this in so many other things. You can read this in the Constitution of the United States, how the Constitution of the United States was actually able to be made for the oligarchy, for people of money, and actually targeted to not be able to help out people of color, women, young peoples, and also people that did not actually get born and raised in this country in their form of different uh, beliefs. I mean, it's just a terrible situation you might live in. Damn. I don't know, man. It's uh, I was I, a political science professor. Yeah, I don't want to get too political because, goddamn, like it's just I don't even think people want to listen to this shit. They you know? don't. I mean, that's why I come here trying to tell people about positivity. Right, right. But if you want to go down this path, I can go down this path. I think it's dark quick. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, swap it up, man. Let's uh, change it up a little bit. Uh, but. Let's talk about you, brother. You've been traveling. You've been doing your I've been thing, doing man. My thing. Uh, Live my best life. You just recently visited Chicago. How was Chicago, man? Was it Chicago? your first time? Uh, second time. Last time I was there, it was when I was in high school, so I wasn't able to do too much. This time, uh, I was just there last week, so it's so it primarily, let's just say, the first time I was there, trying to visit a big city, and how you were saying about so many problems that you were uh, seeing in Los Angeles, I didn't really see that many problems in Chicago. Now, it could also be because I'm a traveler and I'm just a person that doesn't live in Chicago and I was only there for four days. But there are obviously people that are panhandlers, but I see that everywhere. And regardless of the situation, uh, when I was in Chicago, I had an amazing time. I was able to try some of the amazing Chicago food, try and visit so many of the great places and try and go into a few things. Uh, Obviously, they had the mask regulations, but that's most American cities that we have today. And uh, this week I'm going somewhere else. So it's... I'm having a pretty good time right now. Where are you going? Uh, well, I'm actually going to go to a few places. I'm going to be in Colorado, Colorado Springs, seeing uh, Garden of the Gods, and then Denver, Colorado. Nice, nice. Chicago is amazing, man. I went there, uh, and it was, I went last, last Christmas, I believe. Last Was it last? Really? Yeah. yeah. It was amazing. That's, loved a, it. that's an amazing time to go, seriously. Yeah, loved it. Loved One it. of the big cities, yeah. Loved it. The people were amazing. Yeah. Uh, there, there's stuff to do. You know, we went to the highest tower, the second mm-hmm. highest tower, I guess. Yeah. The Willis uh, tower, Willis tower. Mm, yep. Amazing experience. I was afraid of heights. I was, I'm going to do it. Still do it. You know, walked on the glass. Yeah. Had a, had an amazing time, Dude, man. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, the next place I do want to visit and I've been itching to visit here, uh, is New York. I've been wanting to visit there too, man. but because of the whole Speaking pandemic, of New York, you know, I can't even go there right now, but hopefully we're able to find a cure for the virus <sighs> and everything else. I, I feel like, even right now, it's like you won't experience that full New York experience because yeah. of this whole situation going on. And there is always something special about New York where you're like, man, New York is because I'm I'm over here thinking to myself, I'm like, why is New York so special? It's a lot of big buildings. That's all it is. But then, like, I've been there. I've lived there. But there's something about New York the, that I fucking love. The, the history, man. Like yeah. I love New York. Like, like hip hop. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't know if I could live there because it's just to me. It's just so fast paced. But definitely one of the beautiful cities to visit. Like just the experience, like yeah. the, the culture, the 
you know. Right. I mean, how many uh, big names came through that city? How many people keep saying that if you make it in New York, you can make it anywhere? Yeah, yeah, how many, exactly. I mean, like A.V. just said, the history that was there. Yeah. You see how history and modernism is able to combine and clash. How many great things that every time you walk into a big stadium, like let's say you walk into New York Knicks Stadium, you can see the history that was there years ago. And you can also see go when you go inside of Brooklyn Stadium. Yeah. It's it's one of the nicest stadiums in the entire world. I mean, and the everybody New York, was the New York Yankees, I, I feel that yeah. the new the, that little logo when you think baseball, that's what comes to or mind. Or Madison Square Garden. Like I don't give you, a fuck what you Boston motherfuckers <laughs> gotta say. <laughs> The Look NY at Amy sign. talking sports. You see him? Out of nowhere. He's got aggressive there. Good night, Because he's just Boston you, you, motherfucker. You're going to make some Boston fans mad, man. Come Fuck on. <laughs> but, yeah, man, I, I, I've been uh, wanting to travel, especially, like, here in the United States to go places. Like, Arizona's been on my list. I don't know. Yeah, I want to visit Phoenix. the desert. You know, the Grand Canyon has been one. Uh, Vegas. Might go back to Miami. I want to definitely go back to Miami. And uh, it's just been like, like, damn, where, when? When is it like the right time? As of right now, I don't think it is. Um, but once that, you know, I'm definitely, once it go, opens back, I'm definitely going to go for it. You know, I'm going to go for these well, places. Yeah, I mean, you also got to think about, you know, I, I hate saying this about politics, though. But it's a little bit of a true statement is states that are primarily Republican they let you go into their state because they don't think COVID-19 is a huge deal mm. because of the recovery rate and other aspects. But we also have so many other Democratic states that also say, hey, try not to come here because we care about more on the health side rather than, than the economic side. So if you are thinking about probably going to Florida, Destin, Florida's chief destination, Las Vegas, Nevada, where I was just at. I have been seeing a lot of people go to Destin, Florida. Mm-hmm. It is cheap. It is cheap and it's beautiful. So oh. in Destin, Florida with Oklahoma City, there are a few airlines. Uh, I don't think we're sponsored by this airline, so I'm not going to say their name. So one of the airlines <laughs> good, here good is trying. It's actually pretty cheap to fly from Oklahoma City to Destin and also from Oklahoma City to Las Vegas, Nevada. That's why you guys always kind of No see- wonder all these dusty hoes are over there in Florida. <laughs> these dusties. Chill out, buddy. Man. You are one, man. I chilled for a second. Uh, Why are you attacking? Um, but yeah, it's a uh, Florida. Destin is like uh, my cousin's stationed there, and like the, really? the sand is so white, the water's so clear. Mm-hmm. Like it's a it's nice, a it's a nice place, man. Uh, where would you live, Oscar? If you had to go somewhere and live, that's not Oklahoma. Where would you? That's not Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, there's just so many great places that I'd probably want to live in. First one that comes to mind. Oh shoot! I I. I I want to be by the beach, bro. So Miami's probably going to be the, my best top my, destination. Miami, okay. AV, what about you, brother? Like if they had to tell me tomorrow, get your move, shit. Move, move right now. Get out of Oklahoma, brother. Oh shit! Then in the in the circumstances we're in, like with COVID and everything. And no, yeah, like matter, in general. Bro. Let's let's not even put goddamn COVID. Fuck COVID. AV, you got to move tomorrow. Move it. Get out of the state. New York. Fuck it. Even New if York. It's a small ass apartment. New yeah. York. Why yeah. New York? I don't know. That's where all the Cool shit's at. <laughs> you got a point. You got a point, but damn, New York. And a lot of the shit I liked, like graffiti, I was born, that, that shit, mm-hmm. that's the mecca the of art. fucking graffiti. Just hip hop. Um, yeah, yeah. Like a lot of, like you, I think like Complex, and the, the, their headquarters are over there. So it's a lot of creatives over there, man. It's a lot of. I do agree with you on that. Um, Gary V, Joe Budden, uh, 
Fuck. Was it my Manhattan? A I lot. think is where they have a lot of yeah, off, yeah, like yeah, offices yeah. and shit. Like New York, I mean shit. You know, I, I mean, bro, you're gonna meet all kinds of motherfuckers in New York. I I just have to like I have to stay for a week, bro, because I have to kind of get a, adjusted to that fast pace and see if it doesn't overwhelm me to the point where I'm like, or even two weeks. Give me two weeks because I remember when I was in. It's crazy because when I went to Puerto Rico, well, I went back to Puerto Rico. This was like in 2017, I want to say. I went back for vacation for two weeks. And when I got there first, I want to leave. My hometown, I was like, man, these fucking mosquitoes. And, yeah. like, the lights were yeah. all dark and dogs were everywhere. And, like, fucking it was all humid and stuff. Where in, my my in Puerto, Puerto Rico, Rico. yeah. The yeah. first time I wanted to leave, I wasn't, like, I guess I got used to, like, the AC on all the time. And, like, you know. Same yeah. thing so, I'm in Lima. But then, right. But then when the second week came and I was about to leave, I'm like, fuck, I don't want to leave. You know what I'm saying? Because I got, like. Used to it. I got adapted, and I'm like, ah, shit, I used to live here. What am I talking about? Like, I just need time to adapt, you know? So I feel like with New York, it would be the same situation. Like, probably two weeks. First week, I'm probably going to be like, fuck this place. I'm out too fucking fast. And then the second week, as I get adjusted to, I mean, shit, I'll be fucking down. I'll definitely be down. Um, New York would be my second. I feel like I would just find shit to do that I would find interesting every day. New York would be my second, but there's something right now, as far as, like, Darwin, you have to move out. I'll probably if choose. I have nothing to do, I'll just walk through the subway and find some niggas that are freestyling or some shit. <laughs> yeah, you would do some shit like that. New York would be my second. My first one is somewhere in Texas. Not Los like. Angeles? No, no. I'm not. Not the city of winners? No, no. Uh, I, the, I used to want to go when I had mm-hmm. like these, you know, I wanted, when I was a kid, I wanted to be uh, an act- actor, you know. I wanted to, you know. Go to, I, hear, I hear there's a lot of weird shit going on in Hollywood. Th- but that's the thing. There's a lot of weird shit I've heard, too. Like, mm-hmm. just L.A. and Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And, like, the vibe, when you ask a lot of people that live there and shit, it says, like, it's just fake. Bitches getting shot in their foot. And- <laughs> <laughs> it's fake, man. Like, you know, like, everybody's just wanting to, to, to per, like, give you this image that they're not. Oh, I got this money and this and that. And it's like... Just a bunch of fakes. That's what it is. And you got to. Even uh, Post Malone said it on the Joe Rogan podcast that he had to get away from Hollywood because every night he would have something to do. So, like, somebody would hit him up for a party or an album release or every night there was something to do. So, he was like, I had to get the fuck away from there. Yeah. It was just. So, as I grow up and as I do and I hear people's story coming from L.A. and, like, even, like, doing research, you're like. Do I really want to? Would I really want to live there? Taxes are expensive. State taxes are hell expensive. Even if you wanted to start your business, that you you get taxed the fuck out of it, and uh, it's overpopulated. I don't think I can. Nah, water's so, a lot. Water's yeah. very expensive. So yeah. So I feel like uh, somewhere in Texas would be my first option. Second option would be New York. All right. Well, now we know. Now, if it, it was out of the country, clearly Puerto Rico, and it's not even out of the country because it's still, like, United States. But, right. um, yeah, those would be my options. So, right now, who's making the decisions as far as, like, when kids are going back to school and all that? So, officially, in Oklahoma City Public Schools, it depends on its district, it's uh, the state, uh, the superintendent of our district. So, Dr. McDaniel is uh, the representative that actually says when kids are going back to school Looking at the levels, right now we're in orange level one. We were in orange level two previously. If we go to orange level red, um, we will be stopping, basically going back into school, stopping athletics, so on and so forth, and actually 
uh, going back to what we have now. Interesting. If you were that guy, what would you what would you do? If I were that guy, the guy taking the decision on on, who, on the schools. Honestly, I'd pick a decision and go with it. Jeez, how many wh- times? Look, this is what kind of frustrates me about you guys. Say like being a teacher. This is what frustrates me about my job is. I am technically supposed to be a stakeholder. That means I should have a vote. That means being a wrestling coach, I should have a vote. But I have zero votes in my district because I might be a phenomenal coach and I might be a phenomenal teacher. And at times I do have a great voice uh, voice and a vote in things that I do would like to change. But in this level right here that you're talking about, I don't have a vote. If I were uh, Dr. McDaniel, um, I'd possibly try and look at statistics, try and figure out what the best cause is. But I probably wouldn't be going back to school, not because I don't think the kids should be getting an education. That's not the reason. I just see so many other outlying factors of how many kids actually don't live in a great situation at home. How many kids don't live in a great situation because of the family members, because of the elderly and so many other things. And now you're telling me that we have so many kids going back in. I don't think it's a great situation. And looking at other um, examples, Norman uh, Mustang, Yukon, schools up in Tulsa, they're closing down right now. And you're telling me because those schools are closing down, we're going to open back up? And we're in the metro? And we're the, we're the largest school district in the state? That doesn't make much sense to me. But that's just me at an individualized level. Yeah. So from where we're seeing, it's not working out. Kids are going, basically, they're shutting back down and going back to... Well, in, in outside of Oklahoma like Public Schools, Edmund. yes. Uh, so many other schools like that. And they're also stopping football in so many other schools. The NFL stopping football in so many programs because they're getting positively tested all the time. The MLB had to cancel a lot of games. The NBA had to cancel a lot of games. That, so that. with the NFL, is, uh, I was seeing, and basically it's like it's a shit show, huh? No, and it's like as an upcoming athlete, as a, like, as a young athlete that looks forward to, to that only has sports to get out of where they're at, the trenches and, you know, the hood and, and this dark place that they're at, this got to be very frustrating and even depressing for those young athletes because they're like, fuck, you're taking... Imagine those ones that are on fire right now. Like, yeah, It's kind of like chance. what... What was that? That have a chance. You know what I'm exactly. saying? But they, all this shit is like uh, so weird that... All those people that would get that would usually have the regular draft or whatever the fuck they're they're probably just sitting there like like what how what's gonna well, go on in in the NCAA if you're just thinking about college wise they've already extended everybody to get one more year of college football oh I so think that in, would be the right so thing that in college football as well in the NFL if you play or you don't play you still get your contract regardless of it. The only situation that happens if you don't play, you don't get your bonuses. So let's take an example of what uh, Tom Brady or somebody. Yeah. Let's say his contract is $10 million if he plays or doesn't play at all. But he'd get an additional five to another $10 million for every single step. You throw 10 touchdowns, you get an extra $1 million. You make it to the. Uh, is it really like that? Yeah, it's kind of like that, bro. Oh. Yeah. Shit. Did you not know that? No, not really. I just so thought it was just the base pay. You can pay $10 million a year to do this. If you make it to the Super Bowl, if you don't even win the Super Bowl, if you make it there, you get an additional half a million. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah, because, I mean, you like want commission. It's like commission, yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. commission. Yeah. Did that. you know that the MVP of the Super Bowl 
has to sign a contract that says that he's going to go to Disneyland the next day and wave at people. Yes. Every single... AV, let me find out you're getting into sports, motherfucker. Bro, I did not know that shit. That's fucking crazy because basically uh, whenever the whole team is celebrating and they're all just like... Basically, they get fucked up that night because they and just they got won. A, and they, they're and getting the ready to go to Cancun. The next, yeah, the next day the whole team goes except the MVP because they signed that contract that they had to go to Disneyland the next day. So, but that's 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 Disney and their so goddamn like, monopoly. Fuck. That's Disney and their goddamn monopoly. You sign a contract the moment before every the before the Super Bowl. You sign a contract. All fifty five. Like, motherfucker, you mean to tell me I just played my ass off all fucking season? I mean, you, the you, you, Super Bowl and I gotta be waving at people at fucking Disney. I want to go to Cancun, motherfucker. No, what you mean? Send, they should send the the fucking kicker or something over there, like not the. But nobody MVP. wants to see it, though. I think that's all. Yeah. A, you know, like nobody wants to see the kicker. But <laughs> at the end of the day, it's all you know. It's all that monopoly. You know, it's all that Disney money. You know, it's uh, you know, that they their ad was fucking amazing. Hey, uh, we know this whole pandemic is going to shit, but come and visit us. We take care of our employees. We take care of our people. We we love you guys. Come back. Was you know, like Mickey Mouse wearing a mask. No. <laughs> you know, surprisingly, I'm probably going to go to Orlando in December. Good for you, motherfucker. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah. man. Uh, let so me let me get to this real right, quick. Go ahead. Uh, you might want to snap some pics. Oh, yeah. That way, because uh, this is going to get, I don't know if, depending on how Oscar's feeling. Oscar, you know why I have this jersey, right? 23 Los Angeles Lakers, right? Right. You know why I have this jersey? Because they won. That's one. Oh, my gosh. What, what do you want me to tell you? You want me to tell you that he's officially still the second player in the conversation? <laughs> that he still isn't winning nothing? That he basically, Oscar, won, Oscar, that Oscar, he basically Oscar. won because the team that he bought? What do you want me to tell you, Darwin? Oscar, all right, let me ask you this simple question. I know. I already know where this is going. God, Lee, you're like the skip of this, of OKC, bro. No, nothing but nonsense comes out of you. Uh, but, hey, honest opinion, Oscar. Honest opinion. With this fourth championship, does LeBron end the GOAT conversation? The GOAT? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought, I, I thought uh, I'm not even a, a basketball player, but I, I thought Michael Jordan was the Why? GOAT. Why do you? Thank what, you, A.V. No, let me get your point. Give me some. <laughs> let me get you. Get, from, what, from what I hear. From, what do you hear? From okay, the, from what you hear. Yeah, from what I hear is, is he, he, didn't, he, he didn't cry as much as LeBron. Okay. He won more championships, right? Yeah. And he didn't lose as many finals? He didn't lose a final. He didn't lose one final. Okay. How many has LeBron lost? Okay. Six. <laughs> okay. I'm going to get to you, A.B. Get ready because I'm going to roast your ass. No, come on. Okay. Okay. Oscar? And then just the shoe. Nobody, no. you don't see people wearing no fucking LeBrons. You people <laughs> chill out. I didn't talk about shoes. Logo. I didn't talk about shoes. Oscar. <laughs> You said goat. I think that. You said uh, goat. What do you want me to tell you here? You said, does it end? No, goat. Okay, no. shut up. Let me ask. Uh, I, I guess all it's. Right. I, look. First of all, first of all, let me. I'll get to you. You said, first of all, what you heard. Yeah, I, yeah. Was the, the championships, right? The championships, yeah. And then. What else? I mean, just what the fact that other? he lost that six finals, that already tells you that. Okay. Like he did it. So. You lost six finals, bro. MJ is the go, right? According that to you, because of the six championships. And so, the shoe. I mean, where does Bill breaks. Russell stand? He has 11. And where does Robert Ory stand? He has seven. Nah, but the, see, I don't even know who the fuck they are. Exactly. Whoa, whoa, like, whoa, you, whoa, 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 you, whoa, 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 if you whoa, whoa, come whoa, whoa, to me. Whoa, 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 whoa. 
Did you say you don't know? Well, Bill Russell, you, he's not, a legend. I'm telling you, I'm yeah, not a you, fan. I'm not the Bill a, Russell Award is given out to the MVP yeah, exactly. of the championship. So you're telling me that he's but he didn't Russell. know. He's he didn't not, know. He's not no Michael Jordan. But he didn't know. No, but he he, he, he got Mike, a trophy. He ain't no Michael Jordan though. But he got a trophy under his name. But he's not no goat. He's not no goat. I don't even know who. I mean, should we end this podcast? <laughs> It's not fair. Anyway, no basketball. Okay, okay. But what he heard was that, right? Six championships. And that's from like if a non fan says that MJ's the GOAT, then he's probably the GOAT because that's that's the. No. Um, You can't dictate a player because the championships, because Robert Ori has seven. The NBA is rigged anyway. Fuck all of them. (laughs) Look, if we. LeBron did that, won his fourth championship, and he has won. Three different teams. He has Bruh. won. MJ could never do that. Let's be one honey. Let's be one honey. Could MJ do it? He left. Game. He left. He went Bruh. to the. He went to. LeBron is in year seventeen, about to turn thirty six. Just won a championship and won Finals MVP. MJ when he went to when, when he went to the Wizards. What did he do? I don't know. I'm not a fan. You I'm mean just, when he was the general manager of no, the Wizards? When he played no, no, at, I understand what you just said. Yeah. When he was the general manager of the Wizards, he, and the Wizards he had a uniform, and the Wizards were so bad that he was trying to sell tickets. So he said, "Hey, I'm not going to be the GM no more. I'm going to be the player to give myself a raise to try and sell tickets to get people interested inside of Washington for the did, first time LeBron ever." Did, did they make the playoffs? No, they didn't make the playoffs. There was no supporting cast. This is what he's going to do? That, that exactly what I'm going to do. Exactly. Man, just like a child. <laughs> Man, Come on, boy. Just like LeBron James, <laughs> walk like away again. No, walk away no, again. no, no, no. no. Game ain't over and he still walks away. LeBron leaves the team. Sense. LeBron leaves the team. Oh, he did they, leave, huh? Before they, that's, that's some sucker shit. LeBron leaves a team and they go to shit. They don't make the playoffs. MJ leaves a team. They make it to the no, playoffs. No, but did you, what do you think about that? What do you like back on a serious note? On what? The fact that he left the court. Well, that that look, I don't agree with that. As a player, is that a goal I move? stay I stay I stay there until the game is over. Yeah. Cuz I'm a competitive person. Did Michael Jordan ever leave his team on the court like that? Can't remember. But once. he did argue. Michael Jordan didn't argue. That's There's plenty. Though. No, I'm argue, saying with the argue, refs. Arguing and just leaving the fucking court. No, no, I'm just saying with the refs. Thing. That was what, one LeBron of the comparisons. doesn't argue? Like if That's he gets what I'm tr- saying. I'm not saying he doesn't argue. I'm saying like everybody likes to point like, oh, he's always arguing with the refs. LeBron's always arguing with the refs. No, Michael no, no. Jordan what I'm saying is what, what, I'm saying is what uh, happened recently where he just left. Yeah, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of that. But is that going to... how can you be the GOAT if you just walk away? But why are you dictating that small little thing that he does? That's not small. That's a big thing. It's it's hey, he let his emotions take over. He just walked out. That was one small thing. Cause at the end of the day, that's not gonna hinder him. That's not gonna, you know, say uh, he's not the GOAT because of that. Because he's done a, a shit ton of amazing, broke a shit ton of amazing records. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying he didn't do that, but what I'm saying is that what from what I see is that's probably that Michael Jordan is like the like the <gasps> Like the fucking everybody loves Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was a beast when it came to scoring. He really did take the load, but that was about it. That was about it. Can I ask you a question? Like realistically, I'm just curious. Yeah. Why do you think, personally, that LeBron James 
mm-hmm. is a better overall athlete compared to Michael Jordan. He should be considered to be the greatest of all time. In your opinion, I mean, they're two completely different people with exactly. different styles. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could even add Bill Russell back in the mix or whomever you'd like, Yeah, realistically, um, because they all play differently. I don't know if I should take your opinion serious, though. You said Kawhi Leonard was better than LeBron. And I still believe that. And I still believe that. Like, I'm over here trying to process, and I'm like, I remember one of the episodes, beginning stages of the, the Half Court Podcast, this man had the audacity to say that Kawhi Leonard was better than LeBron. Hey, can I say something? Yeah. I put, how much money did I put down that Kawhi Leonard was going to win the MVP, uh, the finals MVP that day? Nobody. Uh, uh, oh, no, no, no. I, I didn't oh, say. Las Vegas was open. That's Las Vegas. I didn't That's say Las nothing. That's Las Vegas. I, I, hate, a- I hate the Warriors, so I bet anything against the Warriors. So, realistically, that conversation happened before the playoffs even started. And I said, this is how confident I am. I even pulled out my ticket. I put $50 on Kawhi Leonard. I made a pretty good payday that day. There was a 200 to 1 odd. Still doesn't make him better than LeBron. Oh, okay, cool. End of the conversation on that. Anyways, <laughs> I, I never put. I never saw you put uh, your money where your mouth is. Um, what do you think about we'll the NBA? Now. The NBA being rigged, man. What do you think about? Well, that? I mean, you got to think about this. Realistically, it kind of is. You've already <laughs> said. You've already said. I'm not going to use this example. I'm not going to use this year as an example. You've got to think about this. They said to, for even matchups, for even equitable uh, ways, you have to make sure that every single star player uh, has a possibility of doing things. How in the world does it mean that the Golden State Warriors were able to have three phenomenal athletes and then add another one? Four great players already on the roster. That was like an all-star. That was an all-star team. team. But then, like, yeah, and it, they didn't let Chris Paul join Kobe. and, and Because they said it'd be too overpowerful. Right. But then but why then they, they let... But you know what I'm saying? Fucking, I'm saying yeah. there is a form of rigory yeah. inside of this system. But you can also point out and say um, Los Angeles did have a phenomenal front five. And their back and their bench area was kind of sus at best. But their team and the caliber and who they were playing, apart from Jimmy Butler, who was the second best overall player for Miami, realistically. Mad respect respect for Jimmy Butler. I love Jimmy Butler. I couldn't believe it. He he gave it all. Did you you think Miami was going to be in the finals? I'm not trying to be rude. No, I'm not. I mean, I just, hey, they're a young team. Jimmy Butler is a beast when it comes Mm -hmm. to scoring. But the, the thing I thought about Jimmy Butler was like, he didn't fit with Chicago. He had these, you know, then he went to Minnesota, and then he went to where after Minnesota? Oh, six years. Didn't work all three teams. Comes to Miami, I'm like, the team is too young, and I don't know if he's going to fit with the system in Pat Riley. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect Spolstra fit. Spolstra did phenomenal. Miami look, is looking yeah. good right now. It scared me, didn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. they beat teams that they shouldn't have beat. Yeah. But it also meant... Does that mean that when these teams are back in a normal setting, will they be able to produce in the same fashion? Because there were hardly any fans in the stadium. The, the influx of noise doesn't make it any better. And you still have to understand that these athletes, it makes it easier for them because there's no fans in the stands. Because they're all still great players. But we're talking about the NBA not having fans and making it easier, but is it really easier on them to be in a bubble where they can't see their family members or so they have, they had to be there for like, they started in June. There's like an emotional, right? So like you might say there's no fans, so that's probably easier for them. But what if like after a game, they got to go back to the hotel, then wake up the next day, go to practice to get right back to the hotel, then wake up the next day to play like that also has a lot to do in the Mentally, mind. Yeah, you're right. So it's like, it's, it was challenging. To me, like as as uh, putting myself in the athlete's position, that shit must have sucked. 
Like, I got to be in this right state of mind so I can win this and, and take my team to the next level. And, like, you know, like, it, it was – Almost it was, every day? Getting paid millions of dollars, motherfucker. You better – Yeah, it's easier said than done. I mean, look, Paul George was pretty open about his depression and anxiety and shit like that. And it's like yeah. – And we go back to the Chicago player that had it all. Had fucking millions and won a championship with Michael Jordan. But what – you know, you never know. You got to just put yourself in that position that these motherfuckers are also human. Yeah. You know? Um, I just realized, did you just walk away from, like, the go conversation again and just start kneeling? No. I, I just didn't take your opinion serious. That's why. But all I want to say, man, is congrats. So you, no, that's fucked up. I don't even want to say What are you going to say? I was going to say, so you, you put LeBron uh, above uh, Kobe? But Kobe, we can't do that. Kobe's dead. Well, that's Kobe up. is a phenomenal player. Kobe was a beast, and I always said it, I hated Kobe because he would just shit on everybody. Shit, straight. But he's not better than LeBron. That's just no. how it is. Just because, like, what look, do you think, Oscar? I'm just gonna stay quiet. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just, I'm being real here. Like, looking at it from stat to stat and stuff like that. Like, really. So if you if you put stats like next to each other, LeBron is better. LeBron is number one on stats on oh, every single shit. like, yeah. Points, playoff points, everything. That's what I'm saying. Like, you got to look at it from that aspect as well. Not only the rings, but the records that LeBron has broken has been phenomenal. Like, this year, I feel like he should have won the MVP, but he got only 16 votes. You you, you gave... What do you think about that system of voting and shit? I think it's Brett? stupid. Right. Because both players had, like, Giannis and LeBron had a phenomenal season, but I think if we look at it... Year 17, fucking leading the team and leading the NBA and assist and stuff like that. I think it shouldn't be up to the fans. I the folks and um, shit. It's pretty difficult to analyze it because, you know, LeBron James is kind of like, in a way, you can analyze him like President Trump. You either really like President Trump or you really don't like President Trump. Same thing with the media and the fans, right? So you really like him? Mm-hmm. Like LeBron James, or you really don't for some reason. And Giannis is just kind of the guy in the middle. People like him. He's athletic. He's really tall. He does really great things with the basketball. But the ways that you actually make uh, make this happen, the MVP think- voting is actually very subpar. And LeBron James did bring up some interesting points that the defensive player of the year one year was on the second team of the defense. Like I remember him saying that, and I was like, "Wow, yeah, it's a really good point." Um. I think uh, when, it, when we go back to the GO conversation, just to end it at that GO conversation, it's never going to be, it's never going to end because it's always going to be the six rings. It's always going to be that comparison. So it's like you might think MJ's a GO. I might think LeBron's a GO. At the end of the day, it's like both players I respect. It's not going to have, like I noticed that MJ diehard fans are just not going to let it go because they're not, period. I, had, I, I posted a, 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 a a status on Facebook and, and MJ fans were on my ass. No, it's MJ. It's MJ. Six rings. Blah, blah, blah. So I, I was like, six rings, cool. more MVPs, more all stars, more points. More all stars? Yeah, check it out. Didn't leave their, his squad in the fucking. More all stars? In the floor lo- uh, losing. How many seasons Michael Jordan played? Dude, you can actually start looking at this. At also, I'm not trying to be rude and disrespectful, but what would have happened if Michael Jordan. Really be rude, didn't. bro. Be disrespectful. What happened if Michael Jordan didn't go on his hiatus for a few years? You would never know. 
he won know. three in a row, got so bored, and then he comes back and then wins three more rings. Why didn't he ring three more after the three? He retired, basically. He became a general manager. His knees was hurting. It's all, it's all, it's all decisions, too. LeBron has a he good... He became a brand. The way he's taking care of his body, he has a good four more years of prime. Do you think... Uh, the Lakers, all they need to do is rotate some players. Danny Green, sorry. You got to go, brother. You got to go. You are a walking trash can. Oh. You got to go. This guy's cold-blooded, bro. Cold-blooded. That's it. I, I that last shot in game five, I could have knocked that shit, bro, that, with that confidence. Guy, that guy... Boom! <laughs> That's a follow-through? Easy, brother. Easy money. Um, but nah, man, uh, swear. (laughs) Congratulations to the Lakers, man. Uh, I know uh, my buddy, my brother, Marco has to be crying in a corner. You know, he hates LeBron. Um, my question is, and this is just being more serious. Oh, by the way, Bronny's going to get his ass whooped. Bronny, you getting your ass whooped, bro. Nigga got cut with a blunt. He he, did Bronny LeBron's son. He was Uh, uh, hitting the blunt. Yeah. And he posted it on IG, bro. And all the fucking memes were like, ah, oh, Bronny's paying the refs. Oh, uh, Bronny's paying, like, you know, so that way LeBron won't win quick and shit. That shit was hilarious. I love Twitter. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, on a serious note, man, uh, how can you hate on a person like LeBron, man? <laughs> He's done so many good things. No, I'm talking about, like, <laughs> athlete, like, like. Said on a serious note, though. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Like, is it just the, the, the amount of greatness this player has, has achieved it on and off the court? <laughs> we were talking about the greatest of all time, and now you want to switch up the conversation. You're switching up styles, bro. We weren't even talking about that. Realistically, how many great players do I think come to Oklahoma City all the time? I, I, I know you remember this name, Jeremy Grant. Sure, yeah. Jeremy Grant, when I was at FD Moon Middle School last year, we were able to do so many great projects uh, projects with him, and he was actually able to give every single ath- uh, student, not athlete, every single student that went to FD Moon Middle School a brand-new backpack with school supplies inside of it and gave the athletic donation an extra $5,000 and gave the school an extra donation of $10,000. Now, that's just him. He's a much lower player with mm-hmm. money compared to LeBron James. Now we look at LeBron James. LeBron James is opening up schools, opening up a great uh, university tuition at the University of a- Akron. If you're able to qualify for uh, that specific qualification of making grades up, he pays for your entire college tuition. He also makes sure that he is opening up brand new schools all over. If you also think about Ennis Cantor, he's opening a brand new high school here, a brand new charter school system, elementary, high school, middle school, here in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. So you can't just start saying, hey, LeBron James is such a philanthropist all over. We have so many phenomenal athletes that try and give back to their communities that have most likely not come from a lot of money and have actually trying to give so much money back in the communities and to make themselves better and making so many other people's lives greater than what they are. So I'm never hating on LeBron James for all the great things that he does, but you just switched up styles and went from left to right and just started playing another game. We were playing I, checkers, and you just started uh, playing chess for no uh, effing reason. Uh, yeah, I didn't know. I just didn't. Did you notice that? I didn't want to hear no Skip Bayless nonsense, bro. That's <laughs> Just didn't want to hear it. Oh, shit. I don't know who's paying you to say this shit, but that's it. Just didn't want to hear it. Anyways. Oscar, what's next for you, brother? Let's just yeah, switch it up again. Just switch it up again. Well, back, back on, a, on 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 the on the serious note, um, 
what are five things that you think we could do for the school system that would uh, make it better? For the school system to make it better, we actually need to try and ensure that most kids are actually able to have a better level of understanding, a better level of offering protection at a social and emotional level, making sure that students are able to comprehend the knowledge, and trying to actually have programs for our own parents. Because this is what I believe in, and unfortunately not Oklahoma City is not a big city that does this. I think that organizations and companies actually need to offer primarily their Hispanic-speaking companies um, English primarily taught for workers. And those workers actually get um, one hour a week. I mean, one hour every single day, five, five days a week. They're able to learn English. That way, their parents are actually able to better help out their kids when they get at home if they're primarily English speakers. I also believe that in Oklahoma City, we need to have um, organizations to have free health care. Uh, not free health care. Free health care would be awesome. But free. Um, affordable health care? Affordable health care. But, I, you know, I was actually going to say something else. Child care programs to make sure that parents that are working one to two jobs are able to have their little kiddos in a in basically a care system. That way, the parents don't have to worry too much to make sure that their kids are in a safe environment. So those are a few things that I think would actually be able to be beneficial and great to make sure that our kids are in a better situation. And if they're actually in those programs, they're actually able to socialize more and build those proper things they need to actually understand. We're actually able to help out more parents. We're actually able to help out more kids. And we're actually able to make sure that more people that are primarily of color, primarily of Hispanic descent, and primarily of other origins of the uh, outside of the United States are able to prosper in this great country and this great city. Now, that's what I would do if I were trying to be mayor. Unfortunately, the system that we're in, they tax us so much and put money into different programs to make themselves look like we're beautifying a beautiful city. But in reality, we're not really solving problems that could be able to better help our situation and our kids, our people, and people to try and make sure that they go from one level to another level of economic surplus. But that's just Oscar me. 2020, damn it. Why don't you run our for president? Public, our public schools designed to create just workers. Public schools are designed to create an individual that can better help out his self and better help out his community and society. The overall goal of Capitol Hill High School and many other schools such as Capitol Hill High School is to make sure to bring a productive individual outside of that high school to be better level off in their community. Now, this is what I will say about the public school system that I work in now compared to the public system that we graduated in. We are obviously making great strides in our school system. More kids are actually able to have advances in MetroTech. So when they graduate from MetroTech, they also get two free years of, of experience on the job training to actually be able to be in vocational systems, possibly be able to understand photography, possibly be able to understand barbership, possibly understand mechanics where they can get a job immediately afterwards. We also have phenomenal programs for concurrent enrollment to make sure that your child, if they do very well in the ACT can take college level classes already. We have more athletics than ever before. I make sure and I vow to make sure that your child is taken care of if they're in my programs. So regardless of the situation, when people say that public school systems don't work, they're working better every single day because we have great people like myself and others that work with me to make sure that your kids are protected, cared for, and make sure that they're making great strides to be in a higher level than they've ever been. Okay, so I guess my question was, uh, you did answer it in a sense, but with the, pu like the, the public school system, is it creating... Just workers, or is it? Do you think creating entrepreneurs, like entrepreneurs, and oh. and or like 
a kid that comes out of school, are they likely to go start their own business or, or are they more somebody. likely to just go work at, you know, uh, right, Amazon right. or... Or just, Hobby, a, just a regular Hobby job Lobby or something, or some right? Shit, yeah. So realistically, this is what my vision, and this is just me, my vision uh, for Oklahoma City Public Schools could be. And they're starting to make strides on this. If you graduate from any public school system in Oklahoma City Public Schools, I'll give you an example. If you graduate from John Marshall High School up on the northeast side, it's school of finance. That means you're also going to get a certification in mathematics and in finance. That way you're able to understand mathematics better. If you graduate from Douglas, Douglas won the debate team because they're the school of political science and law enforcement. More students who graduate from there are designed to be police officers. At Capitol Hill High School, we're the school of engineering and the school of fine arts. The teachers that we have in the arts system, they make the curriculum for dance, for band, and for choir. So those things are phenomenal just coming from one of our high schools alone. So when you start telling me that more entrepreneurs are more things of this nature, I don't think, in all honesty, and I'm not trying to be you know mean about it, I think we're trying to get more workers, but more workers that are actually able to have a great career making more than $40,000 a year, hopefully making about fifty dollars to $60,000 a year right after they graduate from high school, rather than be coming into a career in which they're only making probably $20,000 a year, working approximately for $10 an hour 40, for 40 hours a week. Realistically, I think that what we're trying to do in the public school system is making sure that your child, whenever we, they graduate, is able to be in those systems and those curriculums, that they're able to be a better worker and if they would like to take those classes being caused in entrepreneurship, there are those classes are available. But the overall goal might be for working but with higher levels of pay. Cool. Answer your question? Yep, that did. Cool. So what is next for Oscar, man? Well, realistically, like I've been t- I've been saying I'm at a brand new school. I couldn't be happier being at Capitol Hill High School. I think I you know, people always joke around, where do you think you're at? I'm in Beverly Hills this year, baby. That's what it feels like. Nice. I'm with uh, I'm with a great student population. Most people don't realize it when they look at me. I'm uh, Spanish is my first language, so I'm able to relate to so many kids at a different level because, I, like I said, most of my kids come from predominantly the great country of Mexico, and I understand that Peru may not be Mexico, but I'm at least able to translate my understanding and my culture with them, and we're able to clash at a better le- level. So I do like being at Capitol Hill, and I don't think that I'm probably going to be leaving anytime soon. Um, but I've, I'm also finishing up my principal certification, so who knows what the next chapter may may hold. But I'm really liking coaching here at Capitol Hill. Nice, that's cool. It's a lot, Capitol man. Hill, that's right there in the right there in the trenches, man. Yeah, man. the heart of uh, South OKC, right there. How, how are them little fuckers treating you, dude? <laughs> you know, realistically, going from middle school on the east side to being in the south side, people don't believe me on this. Hispanic kiddos have a phenomenal work ethic. But the problem is, and this is what people that are predominantly not Hispanic American don't understand. Les vale verga todo. What? No, 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 that's not it. That's not it. Is um, the work ethic is at home. So most kids, like if a parent tells you, hey, we're going to be working here, we're going to be doing like landscaping, concrete, or this thing, the family matters take emphasis over athletics and academics at times. So kiddos, they're so respectable to me and many other people. But they just start thinking, like, man, why is this kid not at practice? He must not care. It's not that he cares. It's just that the family system that he grew up in is different, and we have to understand those challenges. They got to go lay concrete and shit. <laughs> well, they got to do stuff. They got to yeah. pay the bills, man. 
I mean, it's it's a tough situation I live in. And like I just told you, I'm the head wrestling coach. How many kids that are predominantly Hispanic play ba- play um, play basketball or do wrestling? When they know December 1 is the first day of soccer. How many kids are going to leave me December 1? Realistically. You'll have have those odd Mexican kids that are football players and shit. Mm -hmm. That are trying to do different things. They're trying to get exposed to opportunities that they've never played before. I had a young woman this year that her sport is soccer. But for the fall, she tries a new sport every year because she says, you know, when I graduate from high school, I'll probably never be able to play the sport. So she did cross country one year, volleyball one year, softball with me this year. Cool. So she just tries to do different things. A lot of people like, do kind of fall off after they graduate. Um, like if they even played for, let's say, basketball, they were in the bar city and they played for just hobby and stuff at school when they let graduate. Me ask, let me ask you this. When you were, when you were little, what, what did you go tell your friends when, whenever you went to go to their house? Like you would knock and be like, hey, come on, let's go. Let's go. Uh, I it was either ride bikes, play basketball, okay, play. Let's okay. go play. Yeah. When when you hit me up now, what do you say? Hey, bro, let's let's chill, let's hang. It used to be let's work out, but we fell well, off. Well, that's what I'm saying. As a kid, it's crazy. Like kids, they'll they'll be like, let's go play. As you get older, yeah. you don't do that shit no more. You're like, let's hang out, bro. Let's chill. I mean, that's one reason. Well, I, still I, have, I have, It was just the interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. I get what you're saying, but I feel like it's. It all comes down to balance because I I hit up homies that I don't let's go hoop. I, I guess uh, after uh, high school, like you were saying, why do you think people fall off? It's just responsibilities and shit. Like when we were little, yeah. we would be like, let's go play. You know, let's, whatever. We don't even know what we're going to play. We're going to go play Foursquare, Hide and Go Seek. Fucking but, now it's like, but, we don't even know what the fuck we're going to do. But, like, let's go chill. <laughs> exactly. But instead of like, let's go chill. Because I, I mean, basketball, when I play like on my days off, most of the time it's on my days off. It's like, it's a good distraction and stress reliever for me. So like, like anything else, like when you go and work out, you know, like that's a good stress reliever. It distracts your mind for a bit. I feel like you as an adult, yeah, you got bills to pay, but just like anything, you make time for the things you want, you know? So it's like, yeah, I mean, as adults, you got to find positive self care in your yeah. own thing. Cause if not, if you're just going to work yourself to death, you're going to start seeing problems in different aspects of your life and trying to run away from them. I mean, realistically, that happened to me when I was younger. But now I just see positive things and I try to make time for myself. You know, Darwin always catches me on my Instagram saying, bro, where you at now? Yeah. Never in Oklahoma City. <laughs> I think it's Bruh. it's also realizing, as, at least for me, what keeps me going and like playing basketball, like not every day, but I do try to do it like once a week, twice a week is because I know I'm going to slow down. I know I'm not going to be able to do the shit I used to do. I'm not I know I'm not going to mm-hmm. be able to hang that long jump run that fast so i gotta take advantage of that because that's gonna be i guess most uh people the reason why they fall off is because they're like so worried thinking about like let's say they got kids and then they got priorities yeah like i'm not saying that hey like i guess as you get older you just get less time to just fucking play (laughs) i mean kids kids have have to do a big part because once you have kids and like Instead of it being about you, it's now about like, them. Look, check it out. Uh, one of the homegirls, this is her fucking, she, we're chilling. And she's, she's like, I wake up, take basically take the kids to school. From there, she goes to her job, gets out of her job. Then she has to go to school. And then basically gets out of school and then goes and picks the kids up from the babysitter. 
goes home, puts him to sleep, and then does it again the next day. So it's mm-hmm. like at that yeah. point, it's uh, like that sounds repetitive. So and then like, he gets like that. It's like what do you like? Where do you have time to go? Fucking play like or yeah. So like when I kept telling you, you have to offer yourself some grace. You really need to. You have to offer yourself some positive self care. Exactly. You for need real. to. And it goes back to like what works for me is my days off. Yeah. I find time. Like and and you you put yourself in a, in a situation where like you give yourself time for those things because they're important right. to you. A lot of people, unfortunately, but that goes back don't to put self. That, like they don't put that in their important category when they should. And it goes mm-hmm. back to self care. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean yeah. that's happened to me multiple times. Exactly. Right? I'm like, man, fuck this. Whether thing. it's sports or working out, like not only did you do cardio and now you are healthier, you distracted your mind, you were able to disconnect from this stressful yeah. world. You know what I'm saying? So in a way you did better yourself, you know. Exactly. And you didn't take the time to do that, then it's like then yeah. you gotta take self care more serious, yeah, you know. Mean, Finally, mo- I would say most people don't, man. They don't. It's sad. It's sad. Well, I mean, you you see it all the time. People always at, uh, are confused with me that I tell them like I work out most of the time early in the morning, like five a.m. Yeah. And I tell them, well, the reason I do that is from five to seven in the morning. Guess what happens? Nobody's calling me. Yeah. That's, That's my your free time. time. Yeah. That's yeah. my free time. And, and, and it's crazy, man, because I remember when I was at Gold's, I would open the the times I would open. Those morning people are fucking serious about their time. Yep. So if I was ever five minutes late. Two minutes late. If I was there on time, they would be looking at me funny because they're like, motherfucker, you're messing my schedule up. Like, this is, like, you could tell that they were there. Serious motherfucker. Yeah, like, like this is, I'm not just here at five in the morning because I fucking want to, you know? Yeah. That's probably the only time they get, like, yeah. To, yeah. to do that. So it's, uh, it's tough, man, because even like me, I know how good exercise is, and I still neglect that shit sometimes. I'm just like, I don't know why. And it's the weirdest thing because, like, I'll get those times where I don't want to go, but then it's like when I get there, fuck, I'm, I'm glad I did because it's like if I feel good, I'm bettering myself, I challenge myself, and it was And then an I hour. guess, too, uh, another thing where I understand when people, like, why people don't go, like, let's say it's somebody that hasn't been to the gym in five, since high school, I guess. Like, let's say seven years they graduated high school. Mm-hmm. And they haven't done any exercise. They haven't. That shit is intimidating, man. Because mm-hmm. you're going to be sore than a motherfucker. Like, I stopped working out for a year or so. No mm-hmm. shit. Went back, yeah. bro. Oh, my God. Like, I got through the workout. But the whole fucking week, I was, like, all stiff. And so I can only imagine somebody that is my dad's age. Mm-hmm. And hasn't been to the gym. They probably think about that shit and they're like, nah, if I go to the gym, I'm about to be fucking sick for the next. I think what with that, bro, is like, because I've been in that position where I haven't hit it for like a month or so. And then I go and hit it. I think it's because you go, you, 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 you go hard, bro. Like I go hard. I think it's when we go that amount of time without hitting the weights. I think we have to go into the mindset of like, go soft, go easy. That way you can get your muscles used to it. Because if you go ham that day without, like, you haven't gone to the gym in a month and you go ham that day, you're going to be sore for a well, week. But not even ham, though, bro. Shit. Like, even if, like, let's say it's a, a person that, that doesn't work out at all. Mm-hmm. Even just fucking a simple workout is, they're going to think about it before they go do it because they know that they're going to be hurting. They're going to, so I guess that's, uh, I can understand I people that, 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 that right. don't go. Because they probably, they're just like, 
think about it and they're like, man, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna be sore and well, they make they make excuses too, yeah, and I mean, there's also like other obstacles you also don't think about. Is some people that don't make a lot of money, then they're thinking, "Oh man, I got to pay like fifty dollars a month that I don't got. I got to pay another thirty bucks for a workout stuff for just one workout stuff. Man, where am I going to get this money?" And then they they're telling me to get a trainer because I've never done this before. And then after this, I got to get protein, free workout. I, was like, um, I don't even know what those things are. Yeah, yeah. you got to just mean, overcome. You think about all those things. Yeah, yeah. ten gym is ten dollars and. You got YouTube that can teach you. Well, it's because, bro, you're looking at it as uh, you're an athlete. You're, but even even like uh, we all started uh, at a point where we didn't know shit. How the hell we get to the point where we at? Because we look, we learn, we do fucking wrong. The exercise is wrong, whatever. But we learn just like anything. Any like we there's a first time for everything. So you got to get your foot in the door and try it out. I just told you, people make excuses, though. Yeah. So a lady that's 300 pounds, hasn't been in the gym in two years, three years. Last time she went to the gym, she was on the treadmill for five minutes. Mm-hmm. How do you tell her to get up and go to the gym? How do you convince her to I, go I think it, it, it starts with her. How bad do you want the change? Right? That's just me saying, hey. Do you want the change? Yes or no? Because if you don't, I, I can take you to the river. I can take the horse to the river, but it's really going to be up to you. Like, I'm I'm here to support that. Like, I'm here to support, like, you wanting to, like, make a change. Okay, like, so yeah, she says she does. She wants it. Let's get it. Let's go to the gym. That's the approach you take? Sure. <laughs> she wants to change. Let's go to, the, let's go to the gym. Yeah, I'm not, not going to sugarcoat this shit. Let's go. Like Because she'd probably eat that, your, too? Say what? Because she'd probably eat that, too? <laughs> <laughs> like you want to fucking make a change, yeah. you want to lose weight or whatever the case you want to build. Yeah. Let's do it. Like let's go. Dude, what are we little, waiting for? You gotta be a little positive <laughs> with people, bro. Yeah, like, uh, am I being negative? Like, uh, uh, am like, I being negative? That's like that's like telling a pitcher throw better. If they could, they would. Then let's work on it. Let's work. Thank Danny you. Green, your shot is let's broken. Better, the game, the game would have been. Sh- over your shot is broken. Get your ass in the gym. Snoop Dogg said it. Motherfucker, be ready. When Braun passes you that shit, knock it down. Take your ass to the gym. See, look, it's, 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 it's just because that's the thing. Like, hey, hey, we'll get it next time. We'll get it next time. Now nah, you're like, make your shit next time. That, I, I think like the, the what I mean is. You can't really even relate to somebody like that because you're yeah. already fit. You're already you have a, a, a athlete's mentality. You have a. But if I go into that like, person even, and show them, hey, I was bones. Look, but they ain't. Bones. I was one thirty five. It's the same shit. No, it's not. Yes, no, when you're bones, bro, and you go to the gym, bro, you know how it's like that's kind of the same effect. Because I'm looking, buff motherfucker here looking, buff I, motherfucker, I and better. I'm over here. I'm wimpy. I'm like, I oh think that's shit. better than being fat though. I get what you're saying, but dude, I mean, at one point, I weighed 340 pounds. I'd rather do the skinnier option than looking how I did. It's, it's, it's They're having titties on like, top of titties. Too. I'm telling you, you from a skinny, the person that was bones, 135 when I started working out, or probably less than that. I'm just throwing a number out there, but I was like in the, not even the past the 150s, and I was like no muscle, like a little bit ripped, but it's like fucking nothing, like nothing, so... Going to the gym where it's like all these big buff motherfuckers and I'm over here trying to like compete with them and stuff. It's, it, at the time, I'm like, fuck, like, how do I even like, where do I even start? You know, like it was it was challenging for me, like just just as much as like 
obviously it's two different, you know, you got the skinny and you got the, the overweight. Yeah. It's yeah. two different things, but it's when you want to make a change and you want to, you know, improve your, your body, yeah. it's like challenging as well. Like, I, you know, I get what you're saying. Okay, my, I, I my, my advice to the overweight lady is uh, just start drinking water. Drink a gallon of water. Nutrition, yeah, that's that's and, that's a good uh, one. Start walking. Walk every afternoon for a month, and then after that month, then you can start looking into other shit. But yeah, you know what I tell people is because I have to do this with my athletes all the time. Is they don't they don't realize how much water they drink because they like you just said drink more water, and I have to explain to people how much water do you drink, and they say I'm drinking a lot. Well, what's, what's the definition of a lot to you? Oh, man, I, right? I, I have the conversation with my dad all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, I, I, I drink a bunch of bottles. Like, how many bottles? I don't know. Un chingo. Yeah. So, but, yeah, realistically, <laughs> people buy these small ones or, like, little bit bigger ones, and they're all thinking, hey, I'm drinking, like, maybe four or five of these, and they're like, that's a lot of water. I was like, no, bro. Yeah, man. You need to drink a gallon of water. That's what? That's the basic. You know what I'm saying? Basic. That's what I mean, like. A lot of people don't, uh, they're, they're thinking like, oh, I got to go to the gym or I got to go to the cl- this class or whatever. Like, just start out simple. Just start out with right. the, just drink the water. Look, the gym's easy. That's what people don't ever understand about working out. The gym is the easy part. It's actually getting the proper level of water. Nutrition. The nutrition that you actually do understand. And if you want to get all these extra things, then it's understanding protein diversification, understanding other aspects of your nutrition that you actually do need to start doing. There's different things you have to understand. Proper sleep, too. Oh, my gosh. Proper sleep, taking a melatonin or something that actually does help you go to sleep. Man, people don't understand so many things they need to do. Because like you said before, people just, they're on repeat every single day. Yeah. I mean, I got, I got a friend of mine, like the greatest example you said, she's a single mom. She's got a job. She's going to college. And she says, man, Oscar, I'm only getting like four or five hours of sleep. She's itty bitty, but she's always going. She's never going to gain the muscle that she wants. She's never going to do, uh, do anything else. But she's on repeat every single day working two jobs. I'm like. The homegirl the other day, too, is fucking crazy, bro. She. She had a she she had a bang, and then she was like, you, like you said, little tiny girl, and then I'm like, she's like, I only slept like three four hours last night, and then I gotta be back at work. Mm-hmm. It was just crazy the way she was explaining. I was like, what the fuck? Like, like when what you is your sleep? Life? And she yeah. was like, oh, I'm tweaking, bro. <laughs> ah. And just off of fucking, I mean, she wasn't doing drugs, but like she's. Cranked up on bangs and fucking caffeine just the to lifestyle she lives just to different. keep up, just, just to, to keep, keep up, up. Just yeah. To fucking it can get crazy. It can get crazy, mm-hmm. and sometimes, like even for me, I uh, be three like three hours of sleep in a bang. Imagine that. Yeah, I'm like, damn, twenty four hours. Sometimes it's not enough. Like I got shit to get done, you know. Um, but yeah, it's just about time management. Time management, it's a, it's a thing, you know. No procrastination, you know. Don't procrastinate on shit, and uh, yeah, get shit done, man. It's like. You, you make you make time for the shit you want. That's really what it's it comes true. down to, you know. Keep an open mind. Keep an open mind. That's the biggest thing. But, yeah, I think, uh, shit, we've been here for an hour and 34 minutes. Uh, Oscar, do you want to add anything else? Not realistically, Darwin. I'm, I think I'm blessed being here with every single person here. I appreciate you guys actually calling me up and actually wanting to talk about things that help out students, that help out teachers, that help out parents. 
And I just want to let everybody know, you need to offer yourself some grace. Take some time for positive self-care that you actually need and also offer some grace to also your kids. So, so that's what I would suggest for everybody. Where can they contact you if they need to reach out, maybe as, as a parent, teacher, somebody that needs to reach out to you, or maybe a student that wants to you know talk to you? Where can they? So realistically, I mean, I talk to all my kids every single day, and there are days in which my kids might need one-on-one tutoring. And Oklahoma City Public Schools, right now until November, every Wednesday is our day to actually talk one-on-one with any child and set up those meetings. Now, a lot of students don't take up those opportunities because they might feel embarrassed. Many parents probably don't take up those opportunities, but they can always definitely email me. I've had parents find me on Facebook. I've had kids find me on Instagram and try and send me messages. So that's what a lot of people do just because they don't want to feel embarrassed asking a question in front of their friends. I mean, uh, but it's a different level of education, realistically. But there are positives in, in what we're seeing. Okay, so Facebook, where can they find you? Well, you just got to find my name. It's not that hard. Oscar Loza Hoyos, and same thing for my Instagram. And you're able just to just look me up, uh, add me, and then I can definitely answer any questions you may have. All right, all right. Anything else, Savy? Man, that's perfect. That's it, man. Uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, Pretty interesting episode, win uh, all kinds of places. But Oscar, I appreciate you for coming through, man, and uh, giving us the good, the good knowledge on sure certain thing, things. Anytime, not on NBA, but on political and. <laughs> right. I feel like you should run for president, though, because you, you, uh, you gave some you gave us some good debates. You know, the you sad know? part is, I was I wasn't born in this country. I was born in the great uh, city of Lima, Peru. So maybe governor one day. Okay, I'm with that. Maybe. All right, man. We'll we'll see you back soon, brother. All right, bye bye. All right, we're gonna wrap this up. Peace. Peace.